Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, relates a walk of faith to the life of Abraham. Abraham faced many challenges throughout his life, but he faithfully pressed on in his walk with God. We too face many challenges. Will we waver in disbelief, or will we continue to trust in God's plan for us? Romans 4.20 Yet, with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. So, how are you guys this morning? Are you guys encouraged? Yes. Good. I really want to bless this message this morning because I want this to be an encouraging message to build up our faith. A lot of times we look at our circumstances and we wonder where the faith will come from. Right? But we should know by now that the faith will not come from us looking at the circumstances around us. Faith will only come by hearing the word. And it is in hearing the word that our faith is built up. A lot of times we look at our lives, you go like, man, my life is kind of a mess. Is God with me? Right? Am I walking? Uh, I want to walk with God. I'm walking with God. I thought that walking with God would be easier. Right? Do you ever wonder that? Man, I get up every morning and it seems like everything comes against me. I must be doing something wrong. Right? Anybody ever wonder that? So to me, this is interesting because this week, I I mean, for weeks, I've been thinking about Abraham. You know, and we know Abraham as a man of faith, the father of faith. We are here today because of Abraham. So last night, I was led really to go and read the life of Abraham. And it builds your faith. Because his life is not any different than yours. But he still is a man of faith. You know, God spoke to him, appeared to him, visited him several times. They sat by the fire outside, looking at the stars. Look, Abraham, can you count them? Let's go to the beach in the morning, after breakfast. Let's go for a walk. Can you count the sands of the sea? This is how I'm going to bless you, how I'm going to multiply you. And, and Abraham is going like, are you for real? <laughs> Look at my life. And I think that a lot of times in our walk with God, we hear the word and we hear the promises and we go, wow, that's wonderful. But look at my life. So I think that the story of Abraham is there for a reason, to build our faith. 
So we don't think that we are any more or any less. But we are to follow the same footsteps. We are to walk by faith, not by sight. I could take all day here. I mean, it would be fun to just read the whole, you know, starting Genesis 12 and go all the way, you know. But you can do that at home, so we don't have to stay here all day. Okay? Don't worry. I'm not going to do that to you. Not today. But we remember, I mean, we could go on to Genesis 12. It says, leave your family. Leave everything that you know. I'm going to take you to a different land. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your descendants. You're going to walk with me. I'm going to be your God. And then Abraham, at the time, Abraham only had to leave everything. And that's how we, we start our walk with God. We live the old life. We, we're saved. And we say, okay, I'm going to walk with God. But the problem is that we don't have a plan. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what God is going to require of us. We don't know all the challenges that we're going to face along the way. And a lot of times when we start our walk with God, we go, oh yeah, it's going to be awesome. God is with me. I'm walking with God. We're not going to face any problems. Everything's going to be like a picnic, right? Except with ants <laughs> and bears and lions and kings coming against you. The king of Egypt taking your wife and you lying to the king, saying, no, she's not my wife, she's my sister. That shows already Abraham was not really, you know, I mean, we would judge him, right? But God didn't judge him for doing that. God kept blessing him and speaking to him. And God is not judging us when we do things like Abraham did. Oh, I'm going to try to save my skin here, so I'm going to throw in a, a little lie here. No, it's not me. It's not mine. I have nothing to do with this. And God said, okay, I'm going to talk to the king of Egypt myself. You know, and then the, the same thing happened with another king. And then the, the, the second king came like, Abraham, why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? So to me, that's just to show that don't put anybody all the way up there and you're a walk with God all the way down there. <laughs> because these are examples for us to show that those were people just like us. And they were facing the same circumstances that we face. A lot of times, hardships and a high cost price to walk and to continue to walk. Remember, he had a, a nephew, right? And then at one point, they were, they were fighting. Not Abraham a lot, but, you know, the herdsmen. And then Abraham, you know, Let's not do this. We're not going to fight. You choose your land. I choose my land. And then we, we, we separate. We're not going to fight. And of course, you know, 
The Lord said to Abram, Genesis 13, 14, after Lot had separated from him, now lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. Right? Northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land which you see, I will give it to you and your descendants forever. That's great, God. I don't have a son. I live in tents. I am like just wandering in this land here. I have no place to really be. I mean, I just got to separate myself from my nephew. And I have to ask permission for all these kings in, in this land to go through with my herds. That's great, God. I love your promises. I love the word. But look at my life here. For all the land which you see, I will give it to you and your descendants forever. I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if anyone can number the dust of the earth, then your descendants can also be numbered. That's huge. Especially if you cannot have one child. <laughs> Arise, walk about the land through its length and breadth, for I will give it to you. And then in Genesis 15, verse 4 to 7, the promise is repeated over and over again. But still, he did not have the promises. But he kept walking. A lot of times God is so faithful that he keeps speaking to us. Come on, son, let's go outside again. Let's go for a walk at night, and let's check the number of the stars again. Let's go to the beach, yeah? Let's go check the sand. Continue holding that in your heart. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Genesis 17, 25 years, about 25 years after the first time that the Lord promised him a son. Now when, Genesis 17, 1, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. A lot of times I am like, God speaks something, and then you go, okay, 30 seconds already. Come on, God, a minute. 25 minutes. Come on, when is this going to happen? And Abraham walked 25 years, wandering as a sojourner, right? In the land that was promised to him. But he didn't lose heart. 
I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you. Then, this will make more sense later when we read Romans 4. This is Genesis 17.10. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. All of this happened even before the circumcision. And then you keep reading, and Abraham had to circumcise himself and all the males, sons and everybody. Then that covenant was really put in place. Then again, Genesis 17, I had to read this. After the circumcision of all the males, then God tells Abraham, verse 16, I will bless her, and indeed I will give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. Are you guys liking this story? This is awesome, right? Where is it? Show me the money. I want to see it. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. <laughs> yeah, by this time, if it was like 25 years ago, maybe a small chance. Right? Why did you wait 25 years to come with this? You should have done this, God, when you first started this. Why did you let me wander 25 years? What a waste of time. Right? So Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a child be born to a man 100 years old? And will Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? Is that speaking about your walk with God? God, I know, I know, I've been walking. I've been walking with you for 25, 30, 40, 50 years. But now it feels like a little late, right? And then, of course, you know, in the meantime, I, I skipped all of this. You know, Sarah, at one point of really, you know, wisdom, she realized that she could not give him, him a son. Yeah, I know God is promising this to you, but hey, look at this, it's not happening, right? So here, take my maid. And that's our attempt also, in the meantime, to try to execute God's will in our lives by ourselves. And then we produce things that later become a problem. Right? Ishmael. Isn't this a lesson for us about our walk with God? You know, how many times we, we hear the word and they're like, okay, sis, 
he seems to be busy doing something else now. God is probably doing, you know, talking to somebody else this weekend. So I'm going to find a way to produce a son. I'm going to execute plan B. But, you know, Abraham was a, a loving father, and he said, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And then God also, okay, do you want Ishmael to live? I will bless him also. He's going to multiply. He's going to give birth to 12 tribes. But God said, no. But Sarah, your wife, will bury you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. Verse 21. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this season next year. The blessing will only happen and rest on what is purely the work of God. Let's jump to Genesis 22. Then finally, right, Isaac is born, and you will be like, wow, man, finally God is blessing me. Only took 25 years. Here is my baby. I'm holding my baby. The promise that God gave me, right? And then Genesis 22, verse 1. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham, and I, I would include in my Bible here, my version, once again, God tested him again and again. And he said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. This is speaking about our walk with God. Come on, Abram. See, I, I kept my promise. I blessed you. You're now at, at least seeing a little light of hope of maybe you only were able to have one son, but maybe Isaac will have a lot of sons. You know, and then, then it makes it possible. But then God goes and like, okay, now your only son whom you love, sacrifice him to me. Let's forget about all the promises about your descendants and all the nations being blessed. Here. Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. That's the man of faith. That's why he is the father of faith. He didn't question. He didn't argue. He said, okay, God, you're asking me. I'm doing it. Do you know why? Because I trust you. I trust you. This is a little... Maybe a possible dialogue that was happening there, right? 
This is between God and Abraham. Abraham says, how are you, Lord? It was a good night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good night. And they walked and talked. They had beautiful talks. You know, they would walk and, oh, well, check the stars. Or, you know. In the morning, the Lord would greet Abraham and say, let's take another walk. Why is it that people delight, always delight in walking with God? It's a wonderful activity. He said, Abraham, for father of many nations, my friend, can you count the sands? That's how numerous your seed will be. Abraham said, Lord, that's a mighty wonderful thing to know. Can you see Abraham in his faith? He wavered not through unbelief. The promise did not stagger him. He couldn't be shaken. God surely must have delighted in that. Abraham, don't you get shook up at some of the things that I say? No, Lord, I like to hear them. Keep speaking them to me. Keep rehearsing them. You have to keep speaking them to me. Faith comes by hearing, right? Are you going to believe them? Yes, I'm going to believe them. Why do you believe them, Abraham? Abraham said, because I love you. I will believe that you, what you say about me. Because I love you and because I know that you love me, I'm going to believe what you say about me. I'm not going to be stuck in what I think about myself. I'm going to let what you say define who I am because I love you. So there it goes, you know, you can jump to the end of verse of chapter 22 and then the Lord appears right before Abraham stabs Isaac and a ram shows up and the Lord provided. The Lord will provide years of fasting, of his faith, his trust, his walk with Jehovah. The Lord will provide. The Lord always provides. Romans 4, 16. For this reason, it is by faith, in order that it may be in accordance with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Not only of the law, not only of the circumcision, not only the Jews, the descendants of Israel, but also of the uncircumcision Gentiles, us. Verse 18, in hope against hope, he believed. I think this is here for a reason for all of us. Because a lot of times, I, like I said in the beginning, I can look at my life and this week was not necessarily the best of the weeks, right? A lot of things I could, you know, be a little easier and better. And I'm going like, 
God, is it something I'm doing wrong? If, if, if it is, please tell me, show me. And then I went and read all of this and said, in hope against hope, he believed. I think that that's the test that we're all on. In hope against hope, he believed, so that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which had been spoken. So shall your descendants be. Of course, this is quoting from Genesis 15, 5. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Lord, help us with this faith. Impart to us the faith of our father Abraham. Yet, with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's what I want. I do not want to waver in unbelief because of the delays and because of the testings and the trials. And even at points, God coming and saying, hey, remember that blessing you got last week? I want it back. <laughs> But God, that was the only blessing in so many years. No, no, no. Trust me. I will provide. I will take care of you. Verse 20 again. And yet, with respect to the promises of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able also to to perform. Therefore, it was also credited to him in righteousness. Now, not for his sake only was it written that it was credited to him. Look at this. But for our sake, to whom it will be credited, as those who believe him, believing him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he who was delivered over because of our transgressions and was raised because of our justification. What Abraham did, it was not just credited to him, but it is also credited to us when we walk in the same walk by faith. I bless this for us. I bless that the Holy Spirit will be able to speak to us this week and, and show us how much He is walking with us and He is being faithful. And even when it looks like things are not working, it is all in His plan. You know, I think that we have a, a false, I mean, it says, his ways are not our ways, right? If I would write the Bible, it would be completely different. Right? If you would write your life, it would write a whole complete 
different story, right? You would eliminate all the bad stuff and keep just the good stuff. But it is the combination of the good and the bad that God is using to make you be who you are. And it is in the challenges and the trials that our faith grows stronger. And our trust in him is deepened. And God is going, yes, that's what I want. You're going to walk by faith, not by sight. And you're going to keep receiving as you walk. And as you exercise this faith and this trust in me, I will provide. I will open the doors. I will deal with the circumstances. But you have to keep walking. You have to keep trusting. You know, I, I, I missed the one part that Sarah also laughed when God spoke to Abraham outside the tent and she was inside. <laughs> That's a good joke. You know how many times I laugh? Yeah, God, I, I, I love that word. You know, I love, I would love to see that happen. But hey, look at my circumstances. Look at all the problems that I'm facing. How can this be a result of your blessing in my life. So Holy Spirit speaks to us. He comes to convict us. He comes to show us and reveal to us the areas where we a lot of times waver in unbelief. And at the same time we want, Lord, keep speaking to us. Keep speaking to us at night, as you did with Abraham. Take me for a walk. Take me for a walk during the day also. And keep showing me what you have in store for me, for my family, for this church, for this island. Amen? Amen. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.